0: playbook, the King James playbook, and basketball chosen one asked the soul of the game for
1: court vision, yeah. and it was granted to him. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a layup? Yeah. The
0: chosen one didn't ask for hops, coach He Trevor, Didn't bro. ask for head. <laughs> why did the chosen one ask for court vision? I'm gonna tell you why. I just answer.
1: <laughs> he wanted glory for the team. Yeah.
0: it's Maddie and Patty coast to coast mm-hmm. from Brooklyn I'm Pat McMenamin, and from San Francisco we have Matt Youngner. say hello Maddie mm, Patty uh. Mm. That's getting
1: me, get me fired up buddy
0: mm, a throwback
1: mm. I've forgotten about that one I gotta be honest with you
0: oh oh yeah I I, I thought about it the other night when I was trying to troll uh, scooter uh, you know our our, our resident um, Cleveland troll we'll talk about him more a little later I, I swear. Uh, uh, I came across that. and It just seemed perfect tonight. A throwback to start the Maddie, and Patty, the Maddie and Patty Cavs podcast tonight. Court vision. Court vision. It was foretold in olden times, the prophecies of a great savior who would lead his people to the promised land, not simply through prolific scoring alone, but by making his teammates better. Mm. He would take us to greater heights than we'd ever known, but he would betray us. He would betray us and himself before we reached the zenith together. However, he would return and carry his people back to those lofty heights and deliver us all into the land of milk, honey, and buckets. In the process, he would redeem himself, but he would also redeem us all. So the prophecies foretell. But Matthew, Maddie, Matt, are the prophecies finally in hand? Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> whatever the outcome Western, of, the, of the Western Conference Finals. All over yourself here. <laughs> we we, uh, we'll we talk stand about a good chance later. to rolled by a healthy and dangerous team, but uh, but now is not the time to think on such things. No, don't now think about that now. Is time Pat. to rejoice. Now is Let's time to crow. Me. That's right. Now is the time to be happy and to slake our bloodthirst with the kill list. Oh yes. Oh, uh, Although, Maddie
1: what go ahead <laughs> no i was gonna say it's not much of a kill list
0: i was gonna say did did anyone on the hawks uh rise to the level of murder
1: um, we said this on the last podcast that nobody had gotten there because it was two wins that were relative beat downs and while we had that mm-hmm. the overtime game in game three and the and even the scrum between uh delhi and and al horford i don't think anybody got there for me people got
0: close yeah, I mean, look, uh, Horford, Horford got into a big fight. He, he, he dropped the people's Horford elbow. Horford
1: did the dirtiest thing in the series.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he dropped the people's elbow or the corporate elbow. But, eh, he, eh, Horford's a good guy. He dropped the people's elbow. He dropped the people's elbow on Delhi. I'm the
1: Dominicans getting passes for doing dirty stuff. <laughs> <It's>
0: really upsetting. <laughs> they get a free pass. The uh, Dominican pass, yeah. yeah. the Dominican pass. Uh, Dominican. The Dominican privilege that they uh, – mm-hmm. <laughs> the Just lording on. over us all these years. <laughs> <It's imperial>. um, <laughs> I mean, but if you haven't seen them already, you've, you've got to look up. There's some great mashups of um, uh, The Rock doing uh, the people's elbow uh, intercut with uh, uh, Horford dropping the elbow and uh, missing and missing on Delhi. Yeah. That was the most unforgivable part.
1: He yeah, uh, he, he wound up and was really going for it, and I think he yeah. had second thoughts about it there. In the yeah, I don't g- think he's like, a bad guy. I think no. he got upset and went to do something and did something he regretted. And
0: But I don't want to murder him. No, Horford, Horford's such a great guy. I still love him. Uh, I mean, frankly, the way he responded after the game, look, I'm as big a homer as the next guy. He, you know, but like, it's hard if... It, it, if you feel like someone's rolling up on you, you get real angry. You get angry enough to try and elbow the guy. Speaking of the kill list, right? He got riled yeah. up enough that he wanted to drop an elbow on that dude's fucking head, this nicest guy in basketball, right? Wanted <laughs> to drop an elbow on his head. You get that mad, you get ejected, and your team loses. To have answered the press as clashly as that, like, what did he say? He was like, you know, no, he's not. I know. He, I don't think he's trying to hurt me. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have reacted like that. That was my fault. I screwed up, you know. And what? The worst thing he said was, you know, he's, you know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn it. You know, insinuating. Yeah, I didn't care for that part. Yeah, he he he, he was insinuating that Deli's playing in a reckless mat fashion that is hurting players. That that is really his fault, not just really bad luck that he's been involved in too. Well,
1: there's also some suggestion there that Deli is an other in some way, right? Yeah. That that this is a brotherhood, and you are not one of us. In yes, the brotherhood, the brotherhood. and not. I don't even mean that in a black-white way. Just like no. uh, yeah. In an unskilled, in an unskilled, scrappy <laughs> hickory Hoosier for a callback versus versus the real. Uh, yes, player for, player similar to the
0: similar to the Celtics' defense of Kelly Olnick. They're like, oh, you know, if you knew him, you know he was kind of uncoordinated, and you know. Yeah. So you know he was playing that same card. Um, but I, what I gotta say is, I mean, I'm sorry. That's that's the best I can expect from anyone. You know, if I'm gonna defend Delhi. Uh, I so yeah. No, this, he doesn't get close to the kill list. I, I he's not even on my like angry list.
1: No, uh, I mean basically Bazem- um, Bazem- got yes. closest to me.
0: Yeah, he got the closest yes. for me.
1: Uh, was, the to me. He was You mentioned this. We we had the. Is he a Mark or is he uh yeah. whatever you felt about him? Plucky, and I. Think uh, he, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this right now. He's a, he's a Mark. Uh thank you. <laughs> but I have no sympathy for him. I have no sympathy for him. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, he. He was taking shots he shouldn't have taken. He was just he just went missing wide open shots, and he got frustrated and got into it with a TT. And TT told him to call you know quiet down. Yeah, I, think, I don't know Tristan got that, that technical, but I guess it was to I don't know. Make but Bazemore even there,
1: Baysmore was never good enough or no. anything bad enough to really get me upset. Teague, he was good playing. enough. Teague was good enough for sure, and he was the player I was most scared of. Clearly, Yeah. Um, and, he,
0: and he has a face that I, I hate. I don't like his face. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. So he had that too. And even I thought at the beginning of Game Four when he gave Delhi the little oh. shove and got called for the offensive foul on it, I thought mm-hmm. eh, you know that had some potential. But they went they went quietly into that good night. And it's yes, hard to want to murder somebody who
0: just takes their medicine and goes to sleep. God damn it, Hawks! I mean, I mean, thank you, thank you for giving us a sweep. Thank you for remaining playoff Hawks not regular season. Just Hawks. ruining our
1: podcast bit.
0: I, it is. I mean, it's making it's making me happy as a fan, but it's really it's really hurting the the the. I mean, we we've made this the lead of the show, of the show, yeah.
1: but the and podcast for a reason. So the one saving grace here, Pat, and this I will give credit to my brother, who gets very upset when he yes he's not credited for things, is when we, this was the Horford uh, Deli stuff was happening. Uh, suggested to me that perhaps Reggie Miller is who should make the kill list for that game, and. Uh, um. In the moment, I think I agreed with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, without hesitation. Yes, yeah. I, I, unconsequence-free a, a, a environment. Uh, you know, his playing days are over. Just as announcing days lay ahead of us. Yeah, I, I might murder him.
1: He,
0: not I, he. He walked a lot of this back
1: in Game Four and said specifically that Delhi's not a dirty
0: player. And I, n-
1: I never really meant to suggest <laughs> wait, that. Wait. I think-
0: wait, wait. You, you're giving him too much credit. He did not walk this back. He did not acknowledge. The completely opposite statements he made two days earlier. Oh, that's early. fair. That's fair. He, didn't walk in,
1: he just ignored what he had said before and just started on a brand new tag and acted like nobody should be the wiser. Oh, which, my God. What which, an asshole. So I was upset with him yes. uh, for sure during that game because I think he was just talking out of his ass. And Weber called him on it a little bit, although I think – it was the kind of thing where Miller just kept going with it. And it's like when you're in a conversation with somebody you don't know very well, and they're saying crazy things, and you, you just don't want to keep going with it. And so you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, I can see what you're saying there. Right. It, just because you don't have the energy or whatever. It's, it's not the right time or place to get into it.
0: I sort of felt like Weber got trapped like that a little bit. Yeah, you're right in that middle ground between, he didn't say anything outright racist that I need to stand up against. But he says something right. offensively wrong, but I just don't want to engage with crazy. I'm just going to nod and smile and hope we just move on from
1: this. Yes. But yeah, I agree.
0: Um, so
1: he came, he came close. I was very upset with him. Oh, yeah, big during time. During game three. I was mad.
0: Um, uh, we didn't get the ESPN crew, but uh, uh, I, I like to give a shout-out to Mark Jackson. I, I think he might be on my kill list for announcers. He's, he's one of the fucking worst. Yeah, we'll have our shot at him. Will we? Is he going to be in the, is, is, is the ABC announcing team, the ESPN team? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of oh, the same. God damn it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, he's going to be a regular feature in the kill list in the finals. <laughs> uh, God, he's just the worst. He's terrible. He's yeah, a terrible announcer. He's a demonstrably terrible coach. He, I mean, Steve Kerr right now is taking the exact same fucking team that he had to the goddamn finals. Yeah,
1: it'll be especially infuriating. In like fashion. Especially infuriating if it's if it as it appears to be they were up eight with about four minutes left. Uh, if it's if it's Dubs Cavs because it's all he does all the talking about how he knows the players and oh I taught this guy he's talking oh, earlier in yeah. this game oh, yeah. how I taught Clay Thompson how to run through picks and brought eh, just if say, I'm the coach if, if I'm the coach he's
0: not getting in he's not getting back in if I'm yeah. the coach. no you're not you're not the fucking coach you're terrible you got fired <laughs> <laughs> and a GM who wanted to play coach just took your team to the finals. And that's what happened. You're terrible. Yeah. Why are you... Now, here's one thing. There's other guys, other nonces I hate, and other players the hawks I hate. My uh, colleague at HuffPost Live, uh, Josh Zeps, actually had a suggestion for me today when I was explaining the kill list to him. And he doesn't understand basketball or sports at all. Uh, he, he's, understands, he, he, he understands, understands Australian. murderous he rage. Yes, he's Australian. And he understands murderous rage. So he, he, he's, a, he's a fellow countryman at the Delhi. Uh, he's just He's like, you know what? I feel like there should be a scale. That should end in killing. You know, there should be steps below that. For example, oh, for, for example, right. for, for example, uh, firm slap in the face to Jeff Teague. Uh, absolutely, open hand slap Jeff Teague Baysmore, hundred uh, percent without hesitation. I would love to slap them. You,
1: <laughs> you know, uh, just
0: just like Scooter, just like Scooter at uh H's <laughs> party. Oh. When he hit me yes. in the face with a football, when I wasn't looking, he submitted to a slap. And I, I didn't really mean to, but I hit him as hard as I could with an open-hand slap.
1: Now, that was incredible to watch, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, right? A slap? Yeah, yes. And I, I, feel like, I feel like Horford earned at most a nut tap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> the sliding scale, perhaps something for us to work on.
0: Yeah, a sliding scale. So I think we can flesh this out. All right, before we leave the kill list alone, since the, the Hawks uh, did not give us much material uh, for the kill list, uh, I'd like to talk about let, – let's take our Homer hats off for a second. Let, let's, let's stretch our, our, our morality, stretch our uh, objectivity, Matt, a bit. Uh, if you were any other fan, uh, a fan of any other team in the league, who would be on your Cavs kill list?
1: Clearly Delhi is there, right? Yeah. I mean I mean that's
0: that's the I Twitter sphere him. tells us that. I will defend oh, and we'll him, get to that. But 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 yes, we'll get to that. But uh, but yeah, De- Delhi has to be top of the list. Just reputation, you know, face. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I love his face. He's my he's my guy, the Caz fan. But uh, I would hate that face if I was not a Cas fan. And uh, and the way he plays would be so annoying. Uh, sure. Totally. So he's up
1: there. Uh, LeBron is up there for a lot of people. I think that he got, he does a lot of stuff that makes people angry when he plays. He,
0: he is, but I never want to kill a superstars. By thing, I feel like superstars are sort of off the. Kill oh, I've wanted to kill you
1: us. Know? Oh, Pat, I've wanted to murder many superstars.
0: Really? And Michael-, well, Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Right at
1: the top. Right at
0: the that's- top. That's true, but I was I was a child, man. I just I I didn't know right from wrong. I, I you know I mean I recognize the greatness that will be lost. I mean he was a great player, but I fucking hated him. And you're right, I wanted him to die. I did, I did, I did. No, no, but, I I wanted to murder a super. I'll tell you what, if the Rockets had had been
1: able to hold on and win this, oh, I don't think yeah, I, to. Him. I James, want to kill. I want to kill James Harden. Harden. Yeah, no, sure. you're right,
0: you're right. Without hesitation, 100%. i would kill James Harden. I, I the the goddamn fake head fake. I mean, I got mad watching the the Warriors game tonight, watching. Um, Steph Curry do this totally fucking flake shoot flop where he shoots the ball and it just throws oh, arms. Now. Oh my yeah. god! That, that, for, for 100% sure, I, I, I would like yeah. five straight open hand slaps on that. I would love. Yeah. I would love that. I just that drives me crazy. Now, at the same time, I looked at the replay and he, he didn't get fouled. But still, it was it was like, it was like the foul oh, yeah. pause flail arm. It just oh that shit drives me crazy. Of course, I think it's great when, uh, when Kyrie Irving does the uh, uh, curl around a screen and immediately jump up for a jumper knowing the guy's going to run into him. But that's smart. That's like getting the guy up on a jump fake and jumping in shooter. I game. agree. That's, that's But the flail, oh, my God. I would love him to be fined every time. That's the worst. Like the, the head fake snap that Harden does. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So, all right, sorry, so sorry. suffice it to I, I say, we're talking, we're talking about the Cavs, right? Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah, LeBron, so suffice I got, it
1: to say, I think people, there's, there's, LeBron is on people's murder list. I
0: think. Yeah. 100. Um, David Blatt, I think, has to be on a murder list. If oh, I was you think cast so? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Well, here's what. Here's where, I, He's, he's my, he's my magnificent bastard. I love him, but some of the shit he says. I, I just, I, I if I like, there's a lot of coaches I really hate, and I probably would say I'd want to murder them. I'm trying to think who uh, Pat Riley. I would want to murder in a in a heartbeat. No, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yes, for sure. Uh, again, again, again. Let's let's let's. Uh, you know, we, we did this murder list, uh, the kill list. Excuse me, without the uh, the usual caveats of the explanation for what it's about. It's all about consequence reinforcement. We're not advocating actually going out and, <laughs> and murdering any of these people it's thought experiments. Uh, you know, if you had no aversion to killing and uh, there was no consequences for your actions, I would completely murder uh pet rally if I could three times. Um, you think Blatt
1: gets to that
0: point? You know, I just, I'm reading a lot of the way people react to him on my Twitter feed. They're now starting to respect him a little more because of their success. That's the thing. Like pop gets away with being a dick. He gets away with being an asshole because he's successful. You know, Blatt was just seen as the, the, you know, LeBron's coach. He didn't, he didn't, do anything. Yeah, I thought right? people just sort of regarded him as incompetent. Well Not, I don't want to incompetent, murder
1: incompetent people.
0: Competence mixed with arrogance, you know, as so I, I guess I follow a lot of reporters on Twitter, so I think they get more upset than most people. Oh, so
1: yeah, so I maybe the maybe, average fan just doesn't think about him.
0: That's probably right. That's probably right. Um Perkins would be if he was, you know, any good Perkins more sure. I still I mean
1: yeah, I think I still might still want to murder us. him and he's on the team. <laughs> Oh. By the way, I don't think we're going to talk about him a whole lot uh, mm-hmm. later, even though the bench crew got in. I want to say one thing, which was, I, did you catch Chris Weber say that thing about how Perkins' wife is in charge? He was like, Perkins isn't a tough guy. I've met his wife, and she's in charge. Perkins just got beat up by his <laughs> I, wife. I, I did the not. they come <laughs> out of a car and said, no, I couldn't believe he did that.
0: I did not catch that. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Just went by, and everybody acted like, oh, yeah, of course wife's in charge. That's a thing that we all laugh about. It's like, oh, yeah, well, hold on, um,
0: <laughs> Jeez. I, I don't know, know if Weber that. knew
1: what he was doing or not, but
0: I think it's it probably funny. one of those things where I mean Weber. We'll talk about Weber a little later. Again, we keep saying this, but we I, this this is a time and place to talk about Weber, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and we will talk about that. Uh, but boy, he 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 had an interesting game, <laughs> game four. I, I think he was just trying to be funny, maybe. I, I, of course, I didn't actually hear what he said, but <laughs> I'm just gonna guess he was trying to be funny and and, and knew a little bit about Perkins' wife, knew about a little, little, little bit about their relationship, and kind of got carried away. That's that's my only guess. I hope
1: so, but it's it's it was you know it was at the end of the game, it was the blow. Up Perkins was in for goodness sake, yeah. not to beat somebody up. Um, um, so, anyways, Perkins m-
0: makes other people's lists for sure. After that. JR, I guess,
1: probably makes a lot of people mad.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say JR was what my my, my buddy Jim uh, mentioned to me. He, he's a he's a casual Knicks fan. He's more of a Rangers fan than than Knicks fans. More a hockey guy, but still, he he uh, he mentioned JR, and I was like, JR, come on! How can you hate that? He's like a force of nature. He's like you know, it's like a child wandering in the middle of a story. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, I, but yeah, you know, know I, if you're if you're a Knicks fan in particular, it's it's just it's gotta be so frustrating watching. What he's become after what you watched him be, be for the last two sure. seasons, so I, I, I can I can see some of the hate there. I just don't think it rises to murder. I think that's at like Teague and Baysmore level in terms of, you know, you're angry, you don't, you know, you're 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 pissed, you don't like them, but but I, I can't Agreed. I don't know. think
1: Kyrie's there. I don't think Shumpert's oh, there. No, I don't think Mozgov's no. there.
0: I can't think of, uh, those guys can't even be on the radar. They got to you know they're just you know, I mean, uh, Mozgov's a lumbering you know. He's like uh uh who's that is that tall giant who doesn't speak and, and says one word in uh um Hodor? Yeah, Hodor. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Sorry. I got a little blank. He has out. a little Hodor in him. He's got a little That's Hodor fair. in him. You can't get mad at Hodor. Uh Shump is just, you know, I mean, yeah, Shump's a little, you know, likes a little swag, but he's just a hard player. He's yeah, you know, I, I yeah, you know, I don't see anything to be hate about Shump. I've always loved Shump. I, I, that flat top? Come on. All right, so anyway, all right. So we got Deli. We got maybe LeBron, we got Perkins, Park, uh, yeah, Blatt. Maybe I'm off on, and you know, but I don't think JRX. I don't think, JR makes, I don't think JR makes a list. So we, that, that's what I mean. I, I think this all speaks towards what a really likable uh, uh, Cavs team this is. Beyond Deli and LeBron, it's you know it's hard because you know again Perkins doesn't play, so it's like you can't really want to murder him, you know. He's on the bench the whole that's time. That's true. He's, so, he's, so it's it's down to two guys, you know. I feel like that are that are yeah. definitely kill this worthy for the Cavs. So that's better than the than the than the five player average we had in the Bulls, right? Now the Bulls are are amongst the worst. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, man. Let's move on to some actual basketball here. Do you want to um, talk about Delhi a little? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's talk I mean, about I mean, we can talk. Let's talk about him now. We are we, going to talk about him. Uh, and, oh, you're right. We I actually weren't going to talk about the individual breakdown. Um, that's right. Sorry. I just moved right past that. Dirty uh, so uh, dirty deli, uh, I, I I can't believe I haven't seen any mock-ups of dirty Harry posters with with deli on them yet. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, like I'll I'll ask the question I already know the answer to. But does he deserve the rat?
1: No, not even close.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> I like to ask question totally... I already know the answer to. This is ridiculous. Can I lay out
1: my case quickly, Pet? Please do. I'll you do go this go quickly. We don't have, we don't need to spend a ton of time here because people know how this ridiculous, think, but. One, the Corver thing was not close to dirty. My evidence for this is in the moment it happened, nobody said a word, including Mr. Reggie Miller, who went on his tirade yeah. in game three. It wasn't close to it. was unfortunate. I'm sorry that it happened, but that was that was gameplay. LeBron very ably after game three, I think, said there was a ton of – there was people diving all over the court later in the game. None those plays weren't dirty. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what you're yeah, taught I'm, to do. I'm, people I'm... admire that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not dirty at all. Yeah.
0: One, Gibson, one Gibson. point before you move on. Before you move on. Yeah. With the moment he dove to the floor, there were no fucking legs near that goddamn ball. He was diving for yeah. a ball on the open goddamn court, and he got the ball and he pulled it away to his body. It's what you call fundamentally sound uh, move, and it just his momentum just took him. It was a horrible fucking play. But go ahead.
1: Yep. So the play before that that everybody's citing, Gibson, Gibson was the dirty player there, in my opinion, leading oh up to really it. Mind. Everybody acts, acts like the, the quote-unquote leg lock happened in a vacuum. It did not. There was a lot that precipitated it from Gibson, and that was the last tiny little thing that Deli did. It was hardly tiny, dirty, did not, couldn't have injured it. anybody. It was just an annoyance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Horford thing where, again, in my opinion, and I think it's pretty obvious on film, Horford pulls him towards him Delhi falls on the ground next to his like does not take his knee out Horford's knee was not injured. Horford oh. reacted like he did somewhat understandably but then Horford went and did the dirty thing. so I don't think any of it's earned. He is much like Anderson Beow, a hustler, somebody who tries all the time and I remember playing basketball and the guys that are just always going at it and never letting up can be annoying. Yeah. And I get that, and I think that's what he is more than anything. And besides that, he's just gotten caught in a couple unfortunate circumstances. And yeah. each and every <laughs> one of those things could not have happened, and we wouldn't even be
0: talking about it. And, talking and the thing people keep spirit. saying about you—you would not you mind that guy in your in your pickup game. Well, yeah, it's a goddamn playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want him in your pickup play- a pickup a, a pick game. game. It's not a pickup game. It's not—it's it's yeah. a fucking NBA playoffs. <laughs> you know,
1: I don't think yeah. I want LeBron in my pickup game dunking all over me, no, either. While no. I'm at it. You know, yeah, I want slow absolutely. white guys in my pickup games, yeah,
0: guys I can actually succeed against, yes. <laughs> guys that I won't feel like I'm a child against. Um, uh, but uh, you know, it, well, the thing that drives me crazy is how much everyone ignores the shit that gets done to him. I mean, people are saying like a dirty player, do you watch how many times he gets popped in the face? Dude's giving oh, yeah. so many dirty shots because they're so annoyed at him, and he just takes it without, without doing anything, without reacting. That dude yep. is. Uh, and that's what's great about him. he's just like he's just like Verizon. Like Verizon never reacts, right? He just he just yeah. does stuff, he does his work, and he gets and he and just, he gets a little in your face. the, the, the you know, the, the the cherry curls that he has that gets like in your face and noise the shit out Despite of Mike Brown, Brown used to say he would
1: breathe on people and his hair got in their mouths.
0: Yeah. I th- I think <laughs> exactly. And I think Delhi I think Delhi's a big hard mouth breather. That's my guess. I have no, I have no evidence for this, <laughs> but I think he is. Because you get real close and you go, ah. <laughs> It's so fucking annoying. It's so fucking annoying, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's legal. Right. It's so annoying, and it just makes you want it. I mean, that's that's one right. thing I can think of when when Teague pushed him off him because it was such a uh, uh, he was doing a nothing thing that Belly was doing. I think he was just breathing. Yeah, out he was
1: playing. He was playing up on him. He was, he was yeah. hounding him up the court, but that's exactly that is not even close to dirty. So your your friend or colleague who said that. Delhi is getting the same white guy pass that Mike Dunleavy gets.
0: I you mean Benjamin Teitelbaum, been- producer for HuffPost Live? Uh, I know he's listening to this. or so he will be listening to this, and yeah, uh, that's the one. I hope
1: he has been properly chastised and and knows that is wrong. And,
0: and, and not at all because I I, I am his manager. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with that. Uh, of his own free will, he 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 you know, and over text, he 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 came around to to our way of viewing things. And that, he, he was the one also kind of uh, uh, explained that uh, 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 pickup league analogy because he does play a lot of pickup. And I said, I agree with you. I would hate to play with him in pickup, but this isn't pickup. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's come around to our side that he's not dirty. It's just, it just, you know, it's true. The, the real big problem that Delhi has is that he's been involved in uh, three high-profile scrums, right? Olnick's only been yeah. in one. It was a major one. It was way more dirty than anything Delhi ever did, but it was one, right? Uh, none of this explains, by the way, and uh, Mr. Titlebaum would agree. Uh, uh, the got, the free pass that uh, Mike Dunleavy continues to get for the most incredibly dangerous and violent and mean spirited, malicious play that he plays with, uh, and gets like yeah. complete no no one talks about that, and it's a thousand times nope. worse than anything Billy's ever did. And I I kind of want him I kind of want him banned from the league. I, I that's how much I I despise. Uh, uh, it's a Maddie and Patty podcast leading the charge on this one, Pat. Ah, uh, it is, and frankly, it's 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 a full series removed from playing against him, and I'm still I'm still uh, uh, hot about this. I I can't stand him. Yeah. Uh, I understand. All right, uh, Matt, we have actual basketball talk about. It. I think we spent the first twenty minutes of this podcast talking about the kill list, which is uh, you know, like you know, honestly, not a bad uh, cost benefit uh, ratio. I think. Uh, content-wise. No, it's great. Uh, But that means we have a lot to get to uh, in the next, uh, let's be honest, 40 minutes. Um, All right. So uh, to quickly recap, uh, yeah, we fucking swept the Hawks uh, for Zip. Um, Look, I'm the first to say, you know, caveats. uh, They weren't at full strength, but, you know, and we probably would have, wouldn't have been swept them if they were at full strength, but we clearly would have won that series if they were at full strength. And, you know, I, like I have a lot of uh, good feelings for the Hawks, and I want to talk about them and their future a little bit later if we have time. Um, but uh, Matt, what were your overall pre- impressions? You know, we, we've, you know, I, I've given you my my three keys, and we just need two or three uh, keys. But you you kind of come with more of the analytics and the metrics. Uh, what's your take on uh, why, why we won?
1: So I think it was more this more of the same, right? Mm-hmm. We crushed them on the boards that never stopped throughout the series they, they had yeah. no answer for tt and actually when they did have an anon had 18 rebounds in that game and jr smith had 10 mm-hmm. when the, that was when they really focused in game three on keeping him off the boards yeah um so, and we shot better than them specifically
0: from three-point range we knocked an open shots and that was the, the difference defensive. in the series
1: and I, yeah, and game four, it's, I don't know how much analysis you can really do there, right? We came out and smacked him in the mouth, and I think that's hard to, to come back when you're down 3-0 yeah, like that, yeah. right? They were just sort of done at that point. That third game, the close game, that certainly could have gone the Hawks' way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really think, looking at the numbers, the difference there was LeBron's terrible start, right? Yeah. Which, some of that was jump shots being missed, but a lot of it was he was just missing layups around oh, the rim. Oh, man, bunnies. Yeah, it was crazy. For whatever reason, and if he puts in, I don't know how many missed, four, five, if he puts in three of those. Or, which yeah,
0: puts put, 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 put in 30% of those. It puts in a terrible percentage of those 10 misses. He in, if he does that, a right. terrible percentage of the 10 game,
1: misses, game's over. The game gets a little different, and uh, Thompson shot really bad from the free throw, the line. Free throw line. Bad even by his standards. Yeah. Um, and so that really tightened things up, and and the Hawks played better. Their three-point shot got going in that game a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they hit 11. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, they hit 11 threes. They shot 36%, which isn't great for them. It's a little below where they're at, but much better than they'd done at other times in the series. Um, and that was, that was that game. But in general, the story was we crushed them on the boards, mm-hmm. and we shot better, which you yep. can read as we played better D than they did. Yep. however, you, uh, however you want to read it, but it was a they they didn't have a chance in that series. I agree. They could have gotten that third game, but maybe
0: another. I don't. Know, it was not going beyond six, in my opinion. No, no, almost no matter it's, what. I think. Six was max. Uh, we probably, we, I mean, you know, uh, and I know Carol was injured toward the end of the first game, uh, so that was an impact on game two, and I get that. Um, but uh, I, you know, and, and then Corver got hurt towards the end of that game. It was getting hot, but. I don't know. I think I think we really had their number. Um, I think they probably would have game three in that situation. But yeah, I still think we still would have won in six. You know, my two of three uh, analysis. You know, kind of held out for most of this because we got all three for games one and two and four. Um, The only game we didn't get all three. In fact, we didn't even get two of three. Was game three? You know, we got we got the Hawks playing like the playoff Hawks, and that was about it. We got we got an amazing LeBron game. Let's be honest. Yeah, yes, it, wasn't, it was it wasn't a very efficient game. It was LeBron. LeBron's the reason we won that game. But we did not get you know the huge performances from other guys. They they played decently. They all had, you know, hit some shots, but there was no like no one going Nova from the bench. And LeBron had an amazing uh, for the ages game. We'll talk about more in a little bit. But you know it wasn't the you know efficient you know uh, soul crushing LeBron that we saw in Game Four for a bit. You know LeBron, you know that's the thing. So crushing LeBron in a, you know in the game against these kind of Hawks means he doesn't actually have an amazing game because he's sitting for most of the fourth quarter. Um, but right. the other thing that was that was crazy in this series, man. Actually, it's 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 been like the entire playoffs is the block party that the Cavs have become. Uh, I've I, I've never yeah. seen the Cavs. That was a lot of this. fun. It's crazy. It, it was, again, it was not just the Hawks series. It was the Bulls series, too. And it's not just, you know, Drago Mozgov uh, blocking shots like he has been. It's funny, he was blocking shots in, in the regular season, but not like this. Again, he was blocking them a ton against the Celtics, a ton against the, the Bulls. And again, continuing with the Hawks. But it was TT, who you know, who's been not known for his blocking, with some monster crushing key blocks. LeBron with a game saving block. Uh, JR has had tons of like massive, like uh, uh, ricochet. Like I mean, he said at least three, I mean, at least two, maybe two. At least two I can think of. Yeah, that game.
1: Willie, he had that really nasty one on Schroeder, where Schroeder oh. had sort of gone around a pick and thought he had an easy layup and
0: pogo JR just
1: came out of nowhere, just to just to get it off great. the
0: blackboard. And even Kyrie, Kyrie yeah, had a Kyrie nasty had a nice block at the end of the third quarter in Game Four. What the fuck is going on? Where did this come from?
1: So I think it is part of the more aggressive keyed up defense that we're playing, right? That's the big story about the Cavs right now is that their offense can still sort of come and go. And when it comes, they look great, but their defense, it was really impressive. And that is five guys getting after it, Mm -hmm. um, being amped up, going for those blocks and, I, I I think that's what that's what it is. Huge. More than anything, it's just the team being so focused, determined, and energetic on defense.
0: And, and that that's summed up by uh, what LeBron did. Um, was it after game two? Did we talk about this already? Yeah, we talked
1: about that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just that that weird like just banging the ball because the I mean that's that's what it was. It's just crazy, crazy. Um, all right. Before we move into the individual uh, player breakdowns, uh, just a really quick, what the ref? What the ref? Yeah, I think the podcast is working Pat they started yeah, calling them. clearly people are listening they're listening uh our our, our our average 50 viewers 50 viewers excuse me 50 listeners uh i I follow metrics you know I, I work in the I work on the internet uh our average 50 per podcast viewers so far uh, very influential very influential they, 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 they've been talking to the league um they were calling moving picks on the hawks left and right and also on us like in some light calls uh you know you know, because we i didn't think we were. I still would wish we were, had been more aggressive on moving picks, uh, and we still got called for a couple.
1: Yeah, no, I was—you I, know—I—I I think we earned them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to see them being called. I think that's—it's the right thing to do.
0: Here's that my is, next.
1: That is the rule. I'd like to see the game called yes. like that.
0: Yes, hundred percent. Here's another. Um... Uh, uh, here's something to look out for. I feel like uh, um, uh, going forward, because I would know it's a little bit in the playoffs, Um, certain like defensive aces and defensive teams get away with this. The bulls certainly did. Um, You know, one of the biggest rule changes in the past, like 20 years in the NBA has been the hand check rule. Um, It doesn't exist in the playoffs. Um, You're allowed to grab the guy's hip uh, and bump him around the perimeter now. And, you know, it's frustrating to me because I, I don't think you need to do that on defense. I don't want my team necessarily doing it. You know, it's, it's great if they do, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, all right, great. You're fouling him, but they're not calling it. That's great. But any moment they can just blow a whistle, but they just don't sometimes. And mm-hmm. when a referee calls a game like that, it kills, you know, guys like Steph Curry and, and Kyrie. It, it's frustrating. I was watching it in this game. I think, it, um, I think, I um, think Draymond Green got up on uh, uh, James Harden. No tears for Harden, but uh, but it was like, geez, he's getting – what the hell was that? That's that's fouling. That's just 100% mm-hmm. fouling. Yeah, it, it, you know what? It's really easy to defend when you can just grab the guy's hip and hit him a couple of times. You know, that, that, that used to be the rule back in the day, and that was a different game, but the game has gotten much more exciting because of the freedom on the perimeter. You know, just make up your mind how Agreed. you want to call it. That's, that's my next yeah, thing I want to look at. That is the frustrating um, thing about
1: the NBA is that the, the rules change yeah. seemingly in playoffs. the playoffs, and at the end of games too, for for sure. Um, let's just hope we have some consistency in the in the final series.
0: Absolutely, which will um, be against the,
1: the Warriors. By the way, the Warriors have won. Pat, is it, the game's about. over. Game is over. They won. Game
0: is over. All right, the Warriors and the Cavs, the NBA Finals. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr uh, going up against his uh, uh, once thought uh, apprentice, David Blatt. Uh who almost was his assistant. Uh he was gonna be yeah. he's gonna be a, a, a current assistant until the uh Cavs uh, uh, uh reeking of desperation <laughs> called for him and said, please, please, please play for us or coach for us. Um we'll, we'll talk about the p- finals preview in another podcast. Uh, just to be clear to everyone listening, uh we're not gonna do the finals po- uh, uh preview because we have like eight fucking days. <laughs> Is it eight or seven? Eight, right? It is eight. It's next Thursday. Yeah. We, have Long eight time. Days. So we have eight days to get to that. So, so patience, we'll get to that. We're going to finish talking about the Eastern Conference Finals first. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to say about the Eastern Conference Finals before we move on to the individual breakdown? No, it's not,
1: not. If you had told me before the series that Kyrie was going to be hurt, missed two entire games, half of another game, and then sort of barely play in, in game four, just played a little bit, he was good, and that we were going to sweep them? I, I, unbelievable. Right, going into the series, I thought Kyrie was going to be okay because he'd gotten all the rest after the Bulls series. And I said, Cavs in six. Corver and Carroll injuries certainly helped the cause, yeah. the Horford ejection. But the Cavs were really impressive. That was a, it, a, been, a great win, I, and was, they were clearly the better
0: team. I, I, called, I called Hawks in six. Uh, If they were the regular season Hawks, uh, like a coward, and said uh, uh, Cavs and six of those playoff Hawks, (laughs) (laughs) that was wrong. It was Cavs and four. Uh, Yeah, they clearly the better team. And
1: I don't know if you saw uh, Jason Lloyd tweeted out uh, his final thoughts from the last Cavs Hawks game of the regular season. The first time. Oh no! I didn't. It didn't. It's really it's 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 worth reading. Uh, Maybe we can post it.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll put it in the comments. In the section. comments for this on cloud and YouTube. Go ahead.
1: But he, he called it because the Hawks won sort of convincingly. We talked about this before. They got oh, a yeah. big early. The Cavs came back, and then the Hawks just sort of put them away at the end. Mm-hmm. And his final thoughts were, I, I think he started out saying, this might seem silly to say right now yes. coming off this loss, Thanks. but I don't think these Cavs are scared of this Hawks team at all. I'm pretty sure they think they're better than them. And I, Jason Lloyd, think they're right. And <laughs> by, <laughs> by golly –
0: he was right. I remember that because we talked about this before about how they just, they felt like they threw out their playoff plan at us which was just mm-hmm. dumb. They could have stolen a game with that plan, you know, instead we were ready yeah. for it. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that's awesome. I want to read that uh, as soon as we're done here. Uh, all right, let, let's start with uh, Ivan Drago, Timofey and Uh I, I just want to start by mentioning one thing that I thought was fascinating. This kind of goes actually more to Blatt but like, I don't know if you noticed in game four, that was a huge adjustment. They weren't trying to feed the ball to Mozgov like that in the first three games. That seemed to be something they were holding in their back pocket for the right moment. And because we were at 0 oh, they're like, screw it. <laughs> we we, it, we we had the scheme ready to spring on them and we're already at 0 If we're not gonna throw it now, it's not gonna happen. So it was like I was like, Oh, oh, that's right. They don't have anyone that can actually match up to this dude who, as LeBron put it, that is a big motherfucker. they they couldn't do anything about it it was crazy he didn't have to get like you know he didn't have to get cute he just like this gave him the ball he like dumped it (laughs) it was crazy
1: no it was it was great to see i'm glad they fed him like that i don't know that it'll be i don't want to get into finals stuff so i'll save i'll save Mm -hmm. what that might mean against the warriors but um happy to see it i still he makes me a little nervous under there his hands (laughs) Oh, Still man. not great, and he comes Stone very hands. close to traveling on almost every possession where he holds the ball for more than a second. It,
0: it's a miracle we, do, we don't get the travel calls that we do, uh, that we don't get the travel calls we should.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, they let cool. a lot of guys get away with stuff.
0: They do, that's yeah. It's a regular I, I, feature on Shaq and the
1: Fool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love the nine, was the nine count? Was that the record for, uh, yeah. for, for uh, Noah? I thought it was Noah. Oh,
1: no, you're right, it was Noah. Noah. Yeah, got that. That's right, you're right. That motherfucker. Um, but it was it was nice to see them going into it, and that was certainly an advantage we had. Our size advantage played out on the boards throughout the series. But it's clear yep. that uh, we could have gone down low to him, and I think if Love had been healthy, we could have fed him in the box a lot too, and, and
0: yeah,
1: and gotten a lot out of it.
0: Um, my favorite. Fil- yeah, I I, I I mentioned this earlier that I want to get to it. Uh, my favorite moment of the game was Chris Webber just completely losing his shit when Moskov oh, had that had that weird dunk. He he just started getting so excited and talking like a man because this is this is all I got, man. It was like it was like a, oh, yeah. a WWE uh uh speech. You know, felt like he was. Oh gonna, yeah. I, I thought I thought he was gonna start like like referencing Mean Gene in the middle of his rant. It was.
1: Was I think Miller great. had to tell him to calm down. <laughs> it was great.
0: Uh, I, I felt bad for Hawks fans too. The, my Hawks fan Twitter was like, "Man, Chris, just calm down." <laughs> I would have felt like terrible too if I was hearing that. Was, uh, also, what, what is the rule on that? It felt it, it was like he because he was it, it was all one motion, but the ball hit the rim. <laughs> it was above the cylinder. <laughs> he just kept plowing through. And yeah, then I think it. that was just. That's a continuation, I guess, right? Is that how the rule works? I think, I think so.
1: I think that one's so crazy that you just got to let it go. Yeah. Oh, All one motion.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting rule perk while we're talking about announcers. Uh, uh, early early in the series, we had a lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was still plenty of time left, right? Uh, and uh, Delhi was being the ball court and letting the ball roll and wasn't picking it up, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy we want to kill get, uh, the uh, uh, Reggie Miller is, is like laughing. <laughs> this young guy doesn't know what he's doing. You want to do that when you're trying to catch up, when you have a big lead, you don't want it, to, it's like, dude, Reggie, the game clock isn't goddamn moving or the game clock is moving. <laughs> the game yeah. clock is ticking down. It's the shot clock. That's not moving. That is genius. And I didn't even know that was a fucking rule. Did you?
1: Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That the game clock rolls until I think under two minutes.
0: I didn't know that. Did you know that yeah. before? Before yeah, the yeah, series, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I did
0: not know that, and I saw it happen twice. I saw Deli do it twice. I was like, and I saw it the second time. I was like, first I thought it was like, oh boy, I wonder if I could complain and set reset the clock. I, I had no idea that was the rule. Yeah, uh, it stops on the dead ball, but not after a score. God, motherfucking Deli, love that guy. Uh, uh, speaking of Deli and Moscow, while we're on this last thing, I want to say if you guys haven't seen this, just just Google Verazao tweet. Delhi Mozgov, he had an amazing tweet from the celebrations after the game. Um, an explicable tweet. It was like this weird uh, triptych picture, and on the right side was two pictures of Delhi and Mozgov shirtless, blindingly white, flexing their muscles. Uh, it I holding I, the I, championship trophy, the Eastern I, yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah. Hallie was his cover's trophy. I I have no words. It was it was WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, that was favorite. awesome. It was one of my favorite things of the evening. Um, <laughs> all right, if you – anything else to say Moskov?
1: No, no, all that's right. enough.
0: Moving on to Shump. Uh, Shump, man, everyone on this Cavs team, Matt, is playing to bankrupt Dan Gilbert with luxury taxes in the offseason. He's uh, He, I don't, I, rich. I, I knew he was looking for TT money when we came over. He was in the same draft class, the same kind of like, you know, super talented role player, but he wasn't playing that great in the regular season. You know, he's coming back from injury. He was going to be a great defense, hugely successful. We needed to get him back, but I was like, eh, your offense isn't that great to really kind of command TT-type money. And Jesus, I mean, he's hes getting to that level now. I mean, TT's now playing himself out of that level now, but he's playing himself to the level that we thought TT was at uh, regular season, I would say. Yeah, I think so. He's going to get, I don't know, $11 million a year, $12 million wow. a year. I don't know. It, 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 we'll, like that. We'll talk about this after the season, win, lose, or draw. Um, uh, you know, uh, what the team should be doing in the offseason with these guys. But, you know, basically, my current attitude, which I'll repeat when we're done with the season, is if Dan Gillow wants to pay the luxury taxes, just pay all these motherfuckers <laughs> and bring them back. Oh, yes. Just, yeah. just yeah. do it. Um, the other thing so, Shump was, in game go, four. Go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Shump in game four. What do you think he shot, Pet? That's a good question. Um, it feels like a trick question, so I want to say 40%. He
1: was one for eight
0: from the field. (laughs) He hit one shot,
1: one for eight from the field, a game high, plus 27 and plus minus.
0: Oh my god, he only one shot. I do not believe that. I feel like I saw him hit like four three pointers.
1: He hit one three pointer, he was one for eight from the field, one for four from three point range. Oh my god, four assists, a block plus 27 in the plus minus.
0: Dad. Interestingly,
1: the game before, game three, I felt like he missed a bunch of shots, because he actually missed some shots in the fourth quarter when the Hawks came back on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5 of 11 that game, 4 of 8 from three-point range. Jeez. He, um, yeah, it, I was sort of surprised by both of those things, because I was watching game three thinking he had missed a bunch of shots, and I played that well, and I looked at his line, and it was really good. And I felt – I mean, it was hard to feel like anybody had a game, bad game in that game four, but he wasn't True, hitting
0: the even thing. Not, even when he's not hitting shots, he's driving the basket. Like, it's just, he's making good things happen. It's just, you know, it's like he's one of those guys yeah, that – And his defense was, was – Phenomenal. Just excellent. phenomenal. And it could yeah. be a game – again, we're not going to get into this, but it could be it, – it, it's it, it's one of the most important things going forward if we have any shot in the finals. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. The last thing I want to say uh, before moving on is, I mean, Shumpert is one of those cusp guys. You know, they, they're on the cusp of stardom, right? They've got the talent to be a star. He certainly thinks of himself as a star. The thing is that they kind of they kind of crumble as stars, but they nova as role players, right? Yeah, like absolutely. it's like when you get and as you keep saying, like what's great about playing with this team is that I get to simplify my role and I get to get like yeah. get to be really really good. at at what I'm good at, and that makes them so much more valuable than if you were trying to make them a high usage, you know, kind of star player.
1: Yeah, you know, the Um, comparison I think of with that is it's actually to football in coaching, where there's guys that are great offensive or defensive coordinators, and the move mm -hmm. is always, let's make them a head coach, and they just don't have the skill set to be a head coach. You need to do other, you know, you need to be able to manage people or whatever else, all the other crap that goes along with being a head football coach, but Mm -hmm. you can be great in that particular role. Um, and it's a, it's a poor assumption to think that you could just move up and, and succeed just as well. And I think that's, that's very true of role players in the NBA. And Chump's a great example of it.
0: Absolutely. Do you know who's another great example of a cusp guy that crumbles as a star but is, Nova, is supernovas as a role player? Who's that? I'm sorry, Phil Jackson. I was for real. <laughs> I wanted to know <laughs> your glorious is gone, but I was lost, and I uh, tried it, uh, and I had to... Oh, cute you know, man. Thirsty, I I'm gonna have this up. one a little bit. <laughs> so good. Leave, oh, it's so good. Soak in the, so the tub. He's <laughs> so good. Uh, He's so good. So good. So right, I should say. So, so, so right. right. That's right. So right uh jr obviously another one uh, that's why he that's why I feel like he he wasn't so good in new York uh after the his one uh good uh six man of the year season he was ha- having to do too much he's having to carry the team you know and uh he's just got the perfect role here um, I mean even I was watching him jump ball in the game yesterday and even his junk ball he would be you know I feel like last year or even like when he was with the, you know, this year with the Knicks he would junk ball around the perimeter and take that shot one step inside the three-point line off the dribble. And now he's taking that junk shot. Oh, step behind the three-point line. Now this isn't a terrible shot. Step, yeah. my, my step back step back three-pointer. <laughs> if you're going to step back from that range, just step behind the three-point line. He's, he's doing that. I mean, yeah. not always, but much more often. It's just, it's just so great to see.
1: <sighs> I have two JR notes. Go ahead. One is uh second on the team in rebounding i believe in both of the last two games 10 crazy. rebounds in each of them crazy just getting after it yeah um same same on his defense too right he is really playing hard out there yeah the second thing i don't know if you noticed this i think it was in game two and i actually forgot to mention it in the last podcast it was a really small moment but i think it was um at, right before halftime of game two Mm-hmm. The Cav- the Hawks scored, and the Cavs were inbounding the ball and had a few seconds to get it up and score, and they screwed it up. Like right. they, I think I can't remember who it is. Somebody made a bad pass in and a bad pass over, and they ended up just sort of throwing the ball away. And LeBron right. was furious, mm-hmm. absolutely furious. The camera went on him afterwards, and he was screaming. And I'm pretty sure it was at Jr. Because the next yeah. thing they panned to was Jr hands on his knees just shaking his head feeling like a dog looking like yeah. a dog and really taking it to heart and like Delroy had to come over and sort of pat him on the back and say come on man yeah pick him up a little bit yeah um but I think it really speaks to him feeling like he has a role here with just what LeBron said which was bring him here and I'll take care of it yeah and my god true to his word right he is taking care of it and he yeah. whatever whatever it is LeBron gives him the space. You can't say that he's not being JR, right? He's still doing the stuff that makes him fun and taking the selfie on the podium and all the, all that stuff. But he is, he is in line uh, without, without, I, I don't know. I feel like LeBron's just a consummate manager here, right? Like he has totally. given him the space to be himself, but sort of define the parameters in a way that gets the most out of him and does the best for the team. And that's, if that read is accurate, it is a really incredible thing that LeBron's done, and, and speaks to his role for the team overall.
0: Yeah, I mean Le- LeBron, LeBron loves that too. Le- LeBron loves his, uh, you know, going to the club <laughs> with Jr. I mean, he fucking loves that. He watch them all, all, the all the stuff in the locker room, all the click up stuff. I mean, he he loves having that part of Jr. As long as Jr. is doing t- taking care of business on the court, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and that's I think it's helped lead into the buy-in from Jr. It's like Jr. is. Really they bought in, like, like, really, genuinely, completely. Right. Uh, it's so fantastic to see. Uh, and also and, goes to the,
1: LeBron go is not a, a a psychopath like Kobe is. Yeah.
0: Who's even, – even
1: when Kobe is acting like a human being, you're like, you are acting like a human being. This is how you see other people <laughs> act in these situations and you're mimicking it. I think LeBron is generally, like, a nice, fun person that likes to hang out and have a good time and just has yeah. – The serious side too, and I think guys, everywhere you've seen him go, people respond to that. Absolutely, Um, absolutely. I I, I appreciate that leadership style.
0: Me too, and uh, I loved seeing Jr. uh, mid press conference pause to take a Instagram, and TT mid answer pausing, posing, and then (laughs) continuing. (laughs) Just just so perfect. Uh, Quick quick question, Matt. Have you did you see uh, the headlines on uh, Lil B? Uh, trying to lay a yes. curse on the Cavs. Yes, the Cavs
1: avoided that curse, I believe. Yes,
0: yes, they did, I was just going to say. So have uh, uh, you haven't seen it, James uh, uh, took a took a video of himself, uh, LeBron, Kyrie, uh, uh, Shump, and Perk. I think Perk's lurking in the background.
1: Yes, yeah. that's a good dancing, word for him.
0: They're dancing in the cold tub, right? <laughs> they're dancing in the cold tub. Doing, I guess the little B uh, uh, dance. It said, "Sending a warning to LeBron James, Kyrie, Jr. Smith, and Iman Shumpert. Y'all stealing swag, little B cooking dance. What y'all doing?" Ward, uh, Shump, Shump took care of business. He was not fucking around. He knows. He knows enough about what Cleveland's been through. He just responded, "Appreciate the swag, killer. Um, uh, okay, finger emoticon." Brown block, I, I don't know how to read emoticons. Uh, I cooks, I chef, basketball, all love. Apparently. smart. Apparently it's smart. Jillian, because it worked. It worked. He just a little bit of response. Appreciate it, brother. I got you. Enough said. Go Cavs. Cal,
1: when calves When you're playing for a championship, when you're playing for a championship, just make the goddamn sacrifice to the gods and move on. All right? You don't Absolutely. want to – why take that risk? Absolutely. Just do it and uh, take care of business. And I appreciate some doing that for us. <laughs>
0: I appreciate you doing that too, and uh, I, before we go, if we have time, uh, I, I might have to share a story on uh, on this as well for for, for, for what I did. Um, I did a little something. Um, for sure. But uh, I, I want to get the TT and Kyrie. and Oh, my God, there's so much to get to, Matt. We, we are going way over time. Uh, let's move quickly because – We don't have to do
1: a ton on all of
0: we don't, and also we don't have like commercial breaks, but you know people only have so much time to listen to us, so uh, we, we don't bore anybody. Um, all right, let's move on to the TT. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, there's a fantastic new piece from David Benjamin. Uh It's basically all the hilarious shit he couldn't fit into his gigantic profile on, on Tristan Thompson that he published at the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, it was just uh, like the outtakes. Yeah, it was the outtakes basically. What was your uh, what was your favorite what were your favorite parts? Um.
1: I, I don't want to steal yours because it's the one you sent me, but I think the highlight is definitely I don't eat
0: fish because fish eat their poo. Yes. He also only eats hot food, and he hates cold cuts.
1: Oh, yeah. I, mean, cold. I hate cold cuts. <laughs> it's, gotta, right. Be warm. <laughs> it's right there in the name. I feel like he's never even eaten them. Somebody was well, just said, "Once would you like some cold cuts, and he was just disgusted. Uh, uh. Cold cuts? What?
0: No. <laughs> cold, cold cuts? Why would I want cold cuts? Thin meat. <laughs> what? Uh, so you stole one of mine, I'll steal one of yours. Uh, the other part that you and I both love is that he's a spokesman for Timmy Hortons. I just didn't realize. Oh, yeah. He's
1: so damn. He's got an endorsement deal with Tim Horton, and when he goes home, he just walks in there, and it's like, all the coffee <laughs> and donuts, please. I love that. He picks up his little brothers. And that McMinneman specifically makes a Kramer reference. <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, but Tristan, History. Tristan, this That's is this is coming out uh, uh, playoffs, but this was his coming out series. I feel like it's just because this, the, he he just, yeah, I mean, he just just punked the Hawks. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. He was so out of control. He warming up before game three, he bloodied Mozgov's nose. Yeah, <laughs> he like dunked on him, and just the blood started pouring out. But also crazy, crazy. He he. Played the last eight minutes of the game with five fouls and had a monster game-saving block. I mean, yeah. just, just, whew! he's he so huge. good. He's so good. And you know what, Matt? He's still not as good at basketball as Kevin Love. Let's just stop it. Just, I'm just going to say it again. I love him so much. We can just, just luxury tax. Just spend the money, buy them both. I don't give a shit. Get them both. Agreed. Uh, Kyrie, the decision to play him was, I guess, kind of controversial, uh, Riffle, our buddy, uh, uh, our non-SH players buddy, um, uh, was kind of questioning the call, thought it was a terrible idea, uh, and thought we should be pulling him out, um, uh, Versteeg, Siggy actually, also said, uh, don't, we got this, it's a terrible idea to play him, uh, they're, you know, morons, obviously, both of them, uh, because, my impressions, I said several times in text to you and others, uh, you know, if he can move well enough laterally to play D, we ought to play him. We ought to play him. I know, yes, we can probably win this series without him, but you don't fuck around. You, you just close this game out right now. End it. Do not let them hang around. Do not go back to Atlanta to play another game. You end this game right now if he's going to help. If he wasn't ready to help, if he's going to play like he did in game one, game one he was not ready to play. Game one he was not healthy, even, even with the time off we had. He was not ready to play. And if he was feeling like that, we shouldn't have played him. But clearly he was fresher. Uh, And we had the perfect game plan, right? We short burst 20 minutes uh, total was all he played, 20 minutes. It was a perfect little game plan. Um, And the last thing I'll say is that there is this like non – something that's not picked up by metrics, right? It's just the perception, the locker room vibe of one guy, a star even, sitting when he could play while other guys uh, who are big players are banged up and, and powering through it. Like, it was good Especially season. coming
1: off of what LeBron did in Game 3. Oh,
0: God, collapsing the floor. He couldn't not play that game. It, it, it yeah. was one of those uh, career-defining moments. He had to play that game, even though you know the intellectually smart play was to sit him and, and play the odds that he, he has more time to, to heal up. Also, this gives him a chance to get into rhythm. This is, this is good. This is, he got into his rhythm. He got his swag back a little bit. He's got some confidence going into the finals. He felt like he did something in this series. It would have felt weird to play – if he didn't play in game four, he would, have sat, he would have sat on the bench and missed the whole series basically. He wouldn't have done anything to help us win, you know, and he helped us yeah. win last night, so that was awesome. No, um, I think I agree
1: with you on on all those counts. It's, those are all important points. We wanted to put a stake in them. We did, and he was helpful for that. Mm-hmm. Kyrie had a huge first quarter, put in a bunch of buckets that helped get us out to that lead. He clearly was able to play well enough to not be a liability. That was one of the other criteria that we had. And I think that last one's important too. It's just getting, it's like a skin in the game thing. Um, yeah. And now we have, he has the time to get himself right. And it was, it, it was certainly a risk. I'm, I would not, I would not dismiss that. I don't think it was, uh, there was no risk to it. I don't think that if you think they should have sat him, you're a fool. I think they, the Cavs did calculated risk. It worked out and they were smart about how they handled it in terms of minutes and everything. It worked yeah. out great.
0: Agreed. Absolutely great. Agreed, and to be clear, uh, no one would be a fool for saying that. I, as I said, intellectually, it, it makes total sense. Totally rational yep. uh, to have sat him. But I, I I, really felt it was the right call to play him. And, I, and I've said that before the game, and then I'm glad he didn't hurt himself because I would <laughs> have felt like an asshole. <laughs> uh, no,
1: and most importantly, Pat, it was able to give us the wonderful thing you sent me. <laughs> which you have to post below here. I don't think it's gotten nearly enough attention. No, it's amazing. It's the- it's so funny. It, my wife even laughed at it.
0: It's 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 better. Who not care than about better.
1: basketball? It's the best.
0: It's more skillful. It shows faster hands. It shows more guile. <laughs> it shows more skill than any shot he made in that game. Uh, I'll post it, uh, but I'm just. I'll, I'll bury. I'm not going to bury the lead. Uh, well, too late. <laughs> I'm not going to make you watch it uh, to see what, what reason why you should watch it. He is going off from the sidelines given high fives you know it's late in the game so we're obviously up big he's given those like you know back of the back of the hand high fives to a bunch of guys and Verazo walks up in his suit he's excited he gives, he gives Kyrie the high five and Kyrie does it without like any beat miss he gives the, the slight tap to the high five and immediately goes down and gives him a nut tap back of the hand
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Berisal's
0: reaction is the best. It's so priceless. He bends over. Oh, but then like you can see you can see the beginnings of a smile of the oh, the motherfucker got me again. You could tell you could tell from that one hit that Kyrie does this all the fucking time.
1: It's not the first time it's happened.
0: No, it's not not. the first time. That was the look of a man who got who got gotten and knew he should have seen it coming. He should have seen it coming. He's like, Oh god, it got me again. I think that. We'll have a
1: a chance to talk about some blowout moments, I think, in a a couple players when we talk about LeBron, but I think that might have been my favorite. That (laughs) brought a huge smile to my face.
0: It's so amazing. Uh, It took me a while to find, but I'll I'll post it in the comments below. Uh, Quickly, uh, James Jones, uh, you had a great question for this.
1: Yeah, and I don't know the answer. I I need to do a little research to see if I can dig this up on um, if this information is publicly available. I think he took more three... I think he took more threes in the series than he dribbled – times he dribbled the basketball. <laughs> so like time, he number is, of total dribbles. Number of total dribbles.
0: <laughs> I, I think you I, might be right. I, I, think,
1: I started counting after game one, and I think I counted
0: four. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think you might like even have – never happened. I think you're right. I think you might have more makes than dribbles. <laughs> I, that's possible too. That's
1: absolutely <laughs> possible too. I feel like he should just the team should just run traps at him immediately because all he's just gonna stand there and try to pass the ball. He's terrified to dribble. Uh, well, who was It really does. Oh yeah. Like, Weber, I think, called him out on it because he had a he had a three pointer that he pump faked and the guy went by him and he just had an open lane in front of him and wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Could have just taken a couple dribbles up and shot a free throw basically and was just clearly too
0: terrified to do that. And also, um, odds wise, odds wise, he takes that shot so rarely. Just keep shooting the three. That's all you should be shooting.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's. I agree with you. You should not take anything besides three pointers if he plays again. And I guess, worse, he will. Also, we'll we should that.
0: probably we should probably not be. We I I, I think out of respect to James Jones, we should never speak refer uh, uh, speak his name without saying uh, James Jones uh, five straight finals appearances. Yeah.
1: Although I read, I read somebody say that he actually didn't appear in one of those finals for the Heat. Oh. like he was rostered but didn't play yeah. in any of the games. So well, he was on five good. straight finals yeah. rosters, but LeBron's that's, the only one that played in all of them. That's good for we'll LeBron because
0: James Jones doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> right, uh, uh, along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, David Blatt, like we talked about, we talked a little about him already. Um, there was a new Terry Pluto piece. It was great. I, I saw a tweet from him last night saying. Uh, I suppose I, I have a piece on David Blatt coming. I'm like, oh great, can I see it after the finals? Um, yeah. <laughs> but he be ready it, for it, for a training camp. Exactly. Uh, it was posted the, uh, 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 about like ten minutes later, so I, I, I take it back, Terry. It was it was nice little nice little piece. Uh, Most of the stuff I already knew about him, but just good good stuff to read to just remind you of the. Sh- I mean, it's crazy. David Blatt has seen his family like uh, once since November, like one yeah. time he got to see his family. Uh, uh, that's what's crazy. He left his family behind in Israel, which is you know, a uh, crazy place. Uh, and has been playing here this whole time. Netanyahu, you know, called him after the game to congratulate him. So really? Great. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, but sounds not like Kudnik, but he uh, he just definitely sounds <laughs> very hawkish. Uh, uh, when he gets to talk about Israel, he's unapologetic about it, but that thing mean, is that's that's sort of in line with his personality. But last thing I wanted to say was just like. You know, the piece gives you more evidence of him as a secret good guy but a public asshole, which is kind of what you want.
1: So touching on that, Pat, and you sort of said this after last time, if somebody had done what he had done coming off the Bulls series, uh, he would have been publicly fellated. He was not. Your theory was because he's an asshole. I watched uh, the Warriors went up 3-0 the day before the Cavs won their third game, right? And they blew uh, him out. So they sort of had time for this graphic maybe that plays a part in it. But they threw up this thing that Steve Kerr, I think it was just rookie head coaches in the playoffs, was about to go 11-2 and two in his first 13 games. And that right. tied the best all-time record with Riley and so – I can't remember if it was Auerbach or somebody, but it was, you know only a couple guys had done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see that graphic thrown up after Blatt. Won Game Three after the Cavs won Game Three. I did not see that graphic that he had tied or beaten the record by going twelve and two in his first fourteen games after they won Game Four. Yeah, um, he's gotten no credit for that, and yeah. I think you could make a pretty serious argument that the job that Blatz had to do this year is more difficult than the job that Kerrs had to do. Kerr took a team that was good and made it great, or whatever level you want to. Put yeah, in a team, team that
0: was down. together, that had an identity, that gelled, that was had
1: already gelled. Right, right. And Blatt took whatever we had at the beginning of the season, uh, incorporated all the pieces that we had to incorporate. Has dealt with all these injuries through the playoffs. Uh, I he got to give him some credit for that. LeBron gets a ton and deservedly so. But I think um, I think it's it's time for us to start giving Blatt some credit for that too. I think we said that after the Bulls series, right? Like we loved him in Chicago. We'll see how see how things go after that things went about as goddamn well as they could possibly go in that yeah. Hawk series. And, and he deserves kudos for that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to the most important player on the Cavs, the chosen one, the one who asked for court vision.
1: Uh, and I love you doing a doing a preacher, southern preachers. I
0: don't know. I feel I feel kind of racist doing it. It just feels wrong. Uh, is it? No. It, sa- it sounds it it sounds wrong, but I really enjoy it. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> out of it almost
1: immediately. You're very white, obviously, it's, and that starts terrible. to come through.
0: Exactly. But I uh, I enjoyed it uh, at the beginning. I enjoyed it just then. I'm I'm too inspired. Uh, I I, you know, I I mean it with all all happy intent. Uh, oh, just yeah. inspired primarily by that commercial not by any real life experience whatsoever which is true about most things that i do in my life uh not based on real experience but inspiration from things i see on tv um <laughs> but uh anyway uh lebron ah god thank god he's back um uh, it's I mean, the best isn't it Things that were crazy, um, uh, you know, and I'll just pause right now because I think we're about closing on the one-hour mark, Matt, and I, I have, we have a lot more to talk about. So I think uh, let's just make a decision right now. Let's just let's push through. Let's make this – I mean, we got like eight days, so people can watch, listen to this and burst, right? That, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, let's push. I got a little I time. Got, I got a bunch more to talk about. So, uh, uh, look, Le- LeBron played the point center for four minutes – uh, towards the end of Game Three, yeah, that went was great. T, went down with five fouls. That was insane. It was what was that lineup? It was LeBron at center, James Jones at power forward. Correct. Uh, uh, and R- oh. Dela Yeah, and insane. And we maintained the 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 margin. I think it, it was it yeah. was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. LeBron was just flying everywhere. I mean, like. Ah, it yeah. was so and now, Of course,
1: the Hawks were without Horford during that time. Period. Yes, that's true. That, that's, that's very true. Coping. Yeah, so that afforded us the luxury of doing that, but
0: still. That's true. But also, we were keeping Mozgov out of that game entirely. Mozgov could have come into that game. Mozgov yeah. was on the bench available. No, that's true. Which is also that's crazy. Mozgov sat the entire end of Game 3 and then became the most important big in Game 4. <laughs> like That's what makes you go, Blatt. Holy crap, playoff Blat! That was like... Mm-hmm. Totally different uh, sets we threw at them. No, Uh, I think he knows what he's doing with Mozgov, especially. My 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 favorite summary of Game Three was the um, uh, extemporaneous um, subtitle that ESPN put up on LeBron's box uh, score, where it said, "No one has had, uh, and no one in any NBA playoff game has had such numbers." (laughs) (laughs) I, I would propose that we call this LeBron's "such numbers" game. Yeah. What a crazy game. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I was just losing it throughout that game. 37 points, 37 shot attempts. But, yeah, you take away those first 10 uh, uh, misses, that's 27 shot attempts. It's a crazy line. 37 points, eighteen boards, 13 assists, 14 assists? I can't remember. It was crazy. Uh,
1: 13, I believe.
0: Unbelievable. Um, And then, like, the most amazing thing to me, uh, and I'll I'll leave the floor to you to to finish on LeBron – um, I thought LeBron's like best work was on the podium after these games. You 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 referenced it before, but LeBron had the perfect defense of Delhi. First of all, we were amazed that Deli came out. For that. I mean, LeBron first of all made the press wait ninety minutes for that. He's like, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting my treatment. I am I am exhausted. I need my treatment. He shows up, um, you know, in his ridiculous outfit. While Deli shows up in the exact same um, uh, hoodie that he had on the first time. Somebody oh, yeah. said. Somebody said, "Look, like Deli was a prize fighter that just won like a twelve-round bout, and LeBron was his promoter with that great <laughs> hat. It was great." Um, but LeBron, like somebody, like asked Deli another pointed question about him being a dirty player. And LeBron just, just like puts the hand out, like just physically defending like Delhi from, from like you know, like uh, a reporter throwing a bottle or something. It was, but it was, it wasn't just they they stood up for him. It was the perfect defense, better than anything any other commentator. More Twitterer said about the Delhi Dirty controversy. He yeah. put it better than anyone did, and he just played like the game, like one of the like best games of his life, one of the most well, the hardest games of his life. And he said, "quote There's no difference between what Delhi did to Kyle Korver last game and 18 guys diving on the floor late in the game tonight." You and I talked about this man, the exact same play. He remembered it like he was just he had it right there at the top of his head. He said it was like six or seven guys diving on the floor for that loose ball. Just no one got hurt. In game two, when Antic shoves me out of the air, the fact that I'm still playing, we don't talk about it. But a two-hand shoves me in the air. So what are we really talking about? Are we trying to talk about us when, trying to win basketball games? Or are we about those guys trying to figure out a way that Matthew Dellavedova is this type of guy? He works his tail off every single day. He beats the odds. He comes to play as hard as he can every single night. If they're focused on Dell, then they're focused on the wrong thing. Like, god damn, that is a working. Yeah. Like, Jesus. I, I, that's amazing. It's just, I couldn't, obviously I'm failing right now to even form a sentence. He's, he's, he's just, just coming off of an amazing game like that. And then just saying any, something, you know, what he's saying is more profound than anything else anyone else said about this. Just,
1: yeah, it, it, it that ties into my thoughts on it, which is statistically, this is, he wasn't great in the, in the bowl series, right? We talked about that before right? and his shot is still missing in action <laughs> He's still turning the ball over a little more than yep. we'd like. Yep. he's not the athlete quite yep. that he used to be. Not that he's not still incredible at at times. Most of the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but this other facet of the game that I, I I don't want to start talking like one of these guys that doesn't like analytics, but the stuff that doesn't show <laughs> up in the numbers, yes, right? Yes, no, but like, there's stuff. That tough. part, stuff. Ky- Kyrie him kind of as, game four.
0: That's that's one of the things that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Kyrie game four.
1: You know, him as a leader of men, yeah. Um, I think there is, I'm starting to believe there's some truth to that stuff, right? Like, this team and its players believe in themselves, believe in what they're doing as a team together. There's something special about that, yeah. Um, I loved his the game for that. He dropped the uh, the Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena quote on everybody to
0: deliver the Teddy Rose. Roosevelt. The end of McLeod. I mean, god damn it, this guy's awesome.
1: And my my favorite thing that he said was, uh, I told the guys at halftime, our goal for the game is to get Joe Harrison in there.
0: We'll that's what face. we're
1: playing for. We'll straight straight face. Straight. He meant it. He, I think that when I first uh, I read it before I saw it, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's sort of mean. Um, <laughs> But he I don't him. think it was mean he at all. I think he was like, like I want this me. kid to play. Everybody has admired the work he's done all year. He works hard in practice. He deserves some time in. I want him in. I want him to score a bucket.
0: Yeah. And um, that was part sure, of me. You and, I, you and I said this. We, we, we're, we're getting to that, that point in the game, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, we get to that point in the game where we can relax We we can bring the scrubs in, right? We can bring in the bench players, the bench mob, like the real deep bench mob. Uh, I was like, oh, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Joe Harris is scoring a bucket tonight. Cuz last time he got he got that oh, yeah. game time at the end of uh, game 6 against the Bulls, he was launching up the worst three-pointers. He wanted to score a play at yep. the basket so bad. We knew he was going to do it again tonight. And then he did, and then he made like one more awesome play where he drove to the basket, pump faked a pass and then laid it in. This sweet little play and they fell down. LeBron rushes over, picks him up and then just like tosses his hair like like he's a, you know, a 6-year-old, right? Oh, yeah. Like one time, two times, three times, four times, keeps doing it. And Joe Harris, is like, come on, man, stop, stop. Like, like, dad, leave me alone. Uh, it, was, it was just amazing. Like, just, just the, the sheer love that he has for his teammates. It, you can't, it's like, really, it's really hard to hate on. I think obviously, as a cast man, it's hard to hate on, but I, I firmly believe it's really hard to watch this team and, and not feel good about them.
1: No, I agree with you, and I think we'll we'll touch on that in our final preview, maybe a little bit more. But agreed. Um, I started to believe there's something special going on here. During yeah. that and series. I
0: thought I thought the last thing was really amazing. His his final line at his press conference last night, he said, "I can't guarantee a title, but I guarantee we're all going to work our ass off." And then he just got up and left. Like there was no like pausing. Like are we done? He just got up and left. The guys got with him, and the reporters, like a couple of them, just started applauding. Uh, yeah, which is crazy. I well, think, I heard
1: actually that there were there were fans, fans in the room.
0: In, but I don't know. I, I heard the yeah. applaud, but I also heard it, it, it. The tweets I heard was more like sheepish reporters being like, "Um, yeah, fans got in." <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like some of the I feel like I feel like a few reporters lost themselves for a moment, and you know, because look, a lot, come on, a lot of the Cavs beat reporters are rooting for the Cavs. That's just that that happens. You, you get into a team and you root for them. They try not to do it. They try to be objective, so they can be, you know, to be professionals. But I think they slipped for a minute because it was just—it was awesome. He did a good job.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so right. I'm so impressed with him. So glad he's back. <sighs> uh, I'm so disappointed in our friend Scott Fuller, who has taken this absurd. Scott... I don't want to be happy, stance that Scott. Everybody should be upset about. Uh. I... A, just. He's about to be a father. What an what a example to set for your child. A terrible, terrible example
0: it's 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 just about the worst thing it's just about the worst thing um a, a, you know as i said in my in my preamble my, my monologue my sermon at the uh, at the top uh, my highly offensive sermon <laughs> uh I, you know he, he didn't just you know redeem himself he he you know redeemed us he uh, you know winning the title isn't just about you know uh, uh, redeeming himself as a player and, and his promise to Cleveland, he's coming back to finish business, and he's he 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 will make it okay what we did because what we did was out of love for the Cavs, you know. Uh, uh, when we got upset when he left, you know that was yeah. that was pure loyalty. Pure loyalty was saying, "I don't care what you did for us, you just left us. I'm going to burn this jersey or whatever." We not, not that I'm advocating burning jerseys. I didn't do that, and you didn't do that. I think like um, two people did it. Yeah, exactly. two people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on, two people did it. It wasn't. The re- it
1: wasn't the Nazi Germany with us out in
0: the streets. Everybody burning their their exactly. jerseys. Like the rest crazy. of us. The rest of us just turned on him and rooted against him hard because what, we're Cavs fans. We're not LeBron fans. Yeah. We were never LeBron fans. LeBron, we loved because he was a Cav. That's why we loved him, and he made it clear that he loved us because he came from here. That was part of his whole thing. And it seemed genuine at the time. And we started, we obviously doubted it when he left. And it's clear now that it was genuine. He just had his own thing he had to do. And I get that. You know, I get it. You know, we've all forgiven each other. And that's the thing. Is it like it was, that's the point, Scott, you have to forgive at this point because as a Cav fan, you, you, you turn on LeBron when he leaves. Yes, absolutely. And anyone that gives us criticism for turning on him is ridiculous. Uh, uh, any cab that didn't cab that didn't turn on him is not a Cavs fan. You should turn on him. But the minute he comes back, you take him back and you cheer on the Cavs. You don't hold on to the grudge. He let go, we let go. So, Scooter, come on. It's the finals, goddamn. Grow it. up. Grow, Grow up. Grow up. All right, uh, Matt. I, I now I have to tell my story. So, it, it, this this win, this Game Four win, did not happen in a vacuum.
1: No. Pat, uh, you did something incredible, didn't you?
0: I did. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly proud of it. Um, You're not exactly not proud of it either, though. But I'm not exactly not proud of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's an accomplishment. It is an achievement, uh, uh, to, to be clear. Uh, let, me, let me begin by caveat, uh, Matt, and you can just back me up on some of this, um, just, just, just to be clear to anyone who's listening who doesn't know me. Uh, I am an intelligent, rational human being, um, if you can't tell from the podcast, um, which is possibly you might not be able to, I, I have a, a bachelor's in history from the University of Rochester with honors. I, I was in Phi Beta Kappa. I, I have a working understanding of odds and statistics. Uh, I'm a science nerd. I'm a fan in general of rational explanations for everything. Uh, my greatest personal embarrassment, uh, you know, people have their their uh, you know skeletons in their closets Is that I I I cannot entirely shake my sports superstitions.
1: I understand, rationally,
0: I understand rationally that it has absolutely zero effect on the outcome of any game, but there's a tiny kernel in the back of my mind that says, uh, of course, of course, of course. But, but, what if, what if? All right, so let me, let me move ahead. Um, earlier in, the bo- in an earlier podcast, I told you about Arthur's Kyrie Irving jersey, right? Game three against the Bulls. He refuses to wear it to sleep, and what do we do? We lose on a buzzer beater. Uh, and he's, yep. won, he's won it every game since. <laughs> what have we done every game since, Matt? I believe we've won all of those games, Pat. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. I'm not saying – That's quite a streak. I'm not saying, because rationally speaking, that would be crazy. It would be absolutely crazy to suggest that, that Arthur wearing that jersey had anything to do with all of those wins. Uh, and yet? But, but what What if – are you willing to take a chance? Are you willing to take a chance? Uh, on the 0.000000 to the millionth degree <laughs> 1% chance that it does actually have an impact on the game. Are you willing to risk that? I, you don't care about the Cavs, You don't care about the Cavs? I, I I wouldn't risk anything close to that. Good. Exactly. So uh, so I watched game three against the Hawks at my in-laws in uh, Scarsdale, New York, which is a good 45-minute train ride from Manhattan where, where I work. Um... I mean, that night was crazy. I had to pee six times uh, uh, during the night when I, when I was going to sleep because I would take a drink of water before every position down the stretch and it would lead to good things, so I kept doing it. It's like that, that's that's my general basic pattern basically here. Um, anyway, I woke up uh, yesterday morning before the game time. I laid out my DM Waiters jersey. It's part of my, my routine. Uh, and I looked for Arthur's Kyrie Irving jersey, and I could not find it. I was bucking out. I couldn't focus at work. Uh, I, I texted you about it, streaking out. I emailed my mother-in-law, and she has it in Scarsdale, yes. 45 minutes and north, uh, away from my home. She put uh-oh. it in the wash no. without telling me, and I didn't pack it when we left for uh, Brooklyn.
1: Uh oh, no. So,
0: but I happened to go to work early that day. I knew I could get out of work at 4 o'clock. It could be plenty of time. I, I told Becca I'd be home early, but even if I left at 4 o'clock, Took the 45-minute train ride to Scarsdale, ran the 10 minutes to the house, grabbed the jersey, ran back to the train station, caught the 5.15 train back. I'd be in by 6, take the train home to Brooklyn by 6.30. That's still earlier than I would normally be home. So I don't need to tell Becca about this, right? This is a little embarrassing to yeah. my wife that I was going to actually – She really doesn't really need really to know. Do she doesn't need to know this, right? So I don't tell her. What she doesn't know won't hurt her. Exactly. You know, I get in the train. I'm rationalizing. I'm like, this will be great podcast material. Uh, uh, oh, you know, I'll get a chance to write a lot in the train. This, this will be good. This, 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 this is why I'm doing this. This is not because I'm worried that this actually will have an impact on the game. Uh, so I take the train. I do it. I catch it. As I'm leaving to go home, Becca calls me to say, all right, so you're going to be home in like 30 minutes because uh, I'm, you know, I need to do some work. And I say, oh, all right, I have to confess. I'm actually in Scarsdale picking up uh, Arthur's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> to go home because uh, I'm worried about the game. And she's uh, needless to say not 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 pleased with me because uh, she's a very busy person. Um, she's launching a new business, and I really jammed her because apparently I forgot that the nanny had to be relieved by six o'clock, and I wasn't going to be home till six thirty. So I mm-hmm. now I'm now I'm where I'm, I'm counter jinxing it, Matt. I'm worried that I've like reversed karma by screwing over my wife, and now put bad karma on the calves. So I apologize profusely. She doesn't want to hear it. She's not answering the calls, not responding to texts. I race home. Uh, I bring her flowers. I, I, I grovel. I do chores around the house. I just make her feel better and happy and understand how sorry I am that I totally spaced out on this. And, you know, it, she seems to feel a little better. Um, and, you know, I think, I, think, I, think, I think our marriage is okay, Matt. I think, I think, I think we're going to make it. Um, That's good.
1: She probably so, deals with stuff like that all the time, too, Pat. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. So uh, this happened oh, to be
1: your sports superstition nonsense. There's a lot of other nonsense she's got to deal with. This is true.
0: There's a lot more nonsense that nonsense has to deal with. Um but yeah. uh the uh kicker to the story is uh Matt uh Arthur wore his uh jersey to sleep last night. Uh, mm. can you tell me can you tell me the outcome of game four?
1: I believe uh I believe the Cavs won, Pat.
0: That's goddamn right Hand- they won. That's goddamn right. That is goddamn right. I think hey, you did the right thing. They handled that game, the way I handled this ridiculous, embarrassing superstition thing. I fucking took care of business. I didn't hesitate. Right. I got on the train at four o'clock, went to Screst Hill, came all the way back, uh 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 took a shot <laughs> to marriage, made up for it. She's 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 forgiven me and I am duly embarrassed and I will never ever do it again. Um honey, I Pat, love you. I love you more than life Pat's- itself. Pat, do you know what yes. LeBron talks about? What does he talk about?
1: Sacrifice.
0: That's goddamn right.
1: People have to make sacrifices in order for a team to win. Exactly. Maybe that includes maybe that
0: includes the fans. And yeah. I think I think your lovely wife understands that. Yeah.
1: Now there's a reason, part of her.
0: There's a reason I buried this story about 70 minutes into the podcast, is so that hopefully no one at work will actually hear the story and think that I I, I am this stupid.
1: <laughs> you left. Also, that you left work early to go take a train to <laughs> Starsdale to get a child Kyrie Irving jersey.
0: So the team could win. Well, I, it, it worked. It worked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, in that vein, before we let this thing go, there was one last thing that we want to talk about, which is 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 something that you and I, uh, it, it, just just to make sure, I, you know, you're you're not anywhere near my level of insanity with this, but you do share a little bit of this. You do have similar nationalities. Oh, uh, and some of them are entirely rational. For example, you and I both are constantly convinced the Cavs are going to blow it and choke even when they're handling their business, right? Yes, um, that's mostly just self-preservation, though. Yes, yeah, self-preservation, but also experience. I'm sorry, we have a long track of mean. doing it.
1: So, yes, so, I know something terrible is going to happen. I want to prepare myself for yes, it. Yes, it. it's, it's, better,
0: it's better to have my hopes down, to expect it and dread it, than to have my hopes up and have them shattered. Scott yes. Fuller, Scott Fuller. Hope,
1: Hopes up is the worst time. That's Sweet. when things get...
0: Something Sco- terrible is going to happen. Oh. Yeah, this is, I'm just going to. This is going to be a bad scooter scooter podcast, just because uh, I'm still angry at him for game my hopes up about the Browns like three seasons ago. When I knew I was already like not into them, and he got he got me hyped up about them for two seconds, and then we blew like a thirty point lead against the, the fucking Patriots. Oh, yep. god damn you, Scott. Um, anyways, come back to the light, Scott. Come on, root for the Cavs. Hope is come a on. dangerous thing. We love you, hey Scott. If we can all forgive LeBron, we can forgive you. Come on, come back. All right, um, that's right. We will, but. This is the biggest challenge, right? Um, we have had a lot of big leads in games. We blown a lot of them, actually, and barely won a couple of games in the playoffs. And I, I started trying to figure out, like, first of all, the Cavs. A lot of times, they would play uh, prevent offense with like nine minutes left mm. in the fourth quarter. It's like, dude, you know, prevent offense being you dribble the ball uh, until the last you know second of the shot clock and throw up a terrible shot. That's that's right. different. Offense.
1: Different than chewing up clock.
0: Different than yes. not rushing yes. a shot.
1: Yes. It's waiting until there's ten seconds left and then running a play, right? That's not what they were doing.
0: Yeah. They were dribbling until there were three seconds on the clock and then and trying have, to get
1: up whenever they could.
0: Was, and junk ball. That's that's not acceptable uh when you're only up fifteen points and nine minutes left. That's not a big enough lead. So I started wondering what is the what what is the point that we can mathematically calm down? And and it, 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 that would it would take an epic historic choke of all proportions, which we could adjust our expectations to if, if you know, because it, it would have to happen early, right? If it's eight minutes out and we have a big enough lead that we can relax and they go on a big, you know, 15-point run, okay, okay, then we can start worrying again, right? You know, we, we have time to gather ourselves for the dread. We have time to prepare yeah. ourselves for the choke. We
1: can at least um, momentarily relax.
0: Exactly. So I kept thinking, I was like, it's got to be like, you know, four minutes, it's got to be at least um, – um, Eight minutes, uh, and and, no, no, was it? Even no, it was. It was. I think it was. Wait, was it eight minutes? I've already blown this now. I think. No, no, no. I think it was. uh, It's. I think you said nine minutes.
1: I think you said nine minutes. I think you said nine minutes and. uh, Thirty-two points, thirty-six points, something like that. It was four points a minute.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's work back. We worked worked it out as uh, my math is wrong on my sheet in front of me because I was looking at this guy, this doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, it, four points per minute, basically, is, is, is the fastest rate you can really reasonably expect to score if the other team is trying to drain the shot clock, right? If every shot, if every possession you're going to have on, on offense is going to be 24 seconds, it's hard to score the basket in, in less than six seconds, right? So 30 yep. seconds for, 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 for a two-point basket, four points per minute. Uh, you kind of need what? What does that come out to
1: uh, thirty what well, everybody well, asked me what four times nine is it's thirty so
0: basically it's four minutes and sixteen points right he's <laughs> like a sixteen point lead yes. four minutes left to 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 feel safe yes which is kind of depressing right it's like you can't if you have a 16 point lead and eight minutes left you can't you can't be calm no i I can't be
1: no and i have I have a difficult time being in the room with people who start celebrating in those moments oh no 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 no
0: i I will yell at people to do that you can't yes. do that.
1: No, that's a good, that's a great way to jinx something.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, and then the best part I think was last night, we, we, I, I quickly did the math and figured out when we were on like eight, nine minutes out. I'm Like, you know what? Honestly, if we get 28 points with nine minutes to go, and we were up 25 minutes right, right, right as we're ticking down to nine minutes, or maybe it was eight minutes, I can't remember. Uh, I was like, I was like, then we can actually. We I think we're fine. I think we're okay. As I'm typing that to you, Jr. Smith does a step back bomb from the left three, co- left corner for three. Yes, <laughs> done. We can relax. Now we can both it? enjoy the end of the we game. Getting closer after that. It was it was fantastic. So, so that's the rule, guys. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're trying to figure out when you can relax about the cabs uh, uh, and and realize that we're okay, we're gonna win this game. You just needed to, to to take how many minutes left and uh, multiply by four, and if we're up by that many points, we're in the clear. And you can you can crack open the uh, the champagne, but be ready to be able to bottle it back up again if they go on a run.
1: You know, it's funny, Pat. I just remembered this. I think I read that Bill James. Bill James. Uh, Bill James noted uh, sabermetrician. Yes. In, in baseball, but also a huge college basketball fan of the University of Kansas, actually tried to work this out statistically. Like what time and point spread of when a lead was safe and i can't remember what his calculation was but i also think he ended up deciding that it wasn't really doable huh there was no i think he found there was no set formula that really worked for it i mean there's obviously like if you're up 50 points with five minutes left you're fine but uh down, to a, very, down to a very fine scale he could never find anything that worked i'm pretty sure ah uh, well fuck you bill james <laughs> nothing is ever safe pat i don't know if you haven't learned that i don't know what you're what you're
0: doing. uh I, well, I mean i knew that already man i just was hoping there was some way that i was wrong <laughs> and that i could actually relax and enjoy myself w- with a big lead yeah. instead of match cannot save you instead, nothing can save you. instead yeah. of shaking uncontrollably for three hours and drinking copious amounts of of water and no, beer. that's it um <laughs> that is it all right. Well, we're near we're nearing the ninety minute point, Matt. Uh, this is a fantastic, uh, epic. Um, uh, I, I think it's it's look it's it's it fits the occasion. We're we're back in the finals for the first time since two thousand seven.
1: This is. No, we should feel really good. I think we'll we can the next time we talk before next Thursday we can start to worry and
0: yeah and
1: yeah. Uh, get upset about things or get excited. But right now is the time to be really happy. Uh, we're back in the finals. That is an accomplishment in and of itself. This team is a lot of fun. It's a really nice time to just be happy and enjoy it, and spend the next the next week just feeling good. good just feel before good before we get yeah. into the grind.
0: And that's the best part, Matt. We were saying after the uh, after the Cavs won the Bulls series before we started the podcast. Um, part of me was so excited, not just that the Cavs had won, but just that I could have my life back for a couple of days. <laughs> yes, it's a whole week now. It's a whole week that I don't have to be terrified. I don't have to have that that building anxiety while I'm trying to get work done. Going, why am I? Oh, that's right, there's a game tonight. That's why I'm anxious uh mm-hmm. you know, or, or plans being ruined and i'm sorry honey i we, we can't go on date night tonight <laughs> like I, 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 we don't have to worry about any of those things for the next 8 days we can actually enjoy our lives and then let the madness begin for one more ride uh yeah. the finals against golden state june 4th not june 2nd goddamn nba <laughs> uh june 4th we need every day of that rest to get to get Kyrie right yeah. Um, and it'll be exciting. Um, a couple, couple of house cleaning uh, uh, measures. I, I wanted to pay a eulogy to the Hawks. Uh, obviously, we're, <laughs> we're out of time in our we our can do that time. a little next time. I, I'm gonna say, I, I or also a season ender because I have some thoughts about the Hawks and what they should do. Uh, I love to talk about them because okay, because I, 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 I will, I will say one thing about the Hawks before we go. Uh, I like the team, I like those guys, I like their fans. Um, it, you know. You sort of hate, you know, you, you hate it to be them. I would have loved to have beat a, a, a number of other fan bases <laughs> to, to get to the finals. I'm glad we beat the Bulls and the Celtics. That that made me very very happy uh, to beat those insufferable fans and their teams. Um, obviously, not all not all their fans are insufferable, but you know, uh, goddamn, so many of them are. Um, oh yeah. I also want to talk a little bit about Cavs fan fallacies, but I think they can they, we we can we can wait for, for the finals preview to talk about that. Um, for sure. So this uh, that does it for the third episode of the Maddie and Patty Cavs podcast. Uh, we'll be back with a finals preview, as we've alluded to throughout the podcast, um, sometime next week. Um, not sure when we should do it, Matt, but we'll figure it out. We'll let it, we'll let we everyone will. know. We'll post we it will somewhere. For sure. uh, anything else to add, Matt?
1: No, that's it. Enjoy the week. What a great series. What yeah. a fun team. Everybody should feel real good right now.
0: Fantastic. All right. Until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying,
1: friendship. friendship. <laughs> See, you, Maddie. I don't like how you did that one. Take care, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's little off. <laughs> Bye. Bye.